There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to The Front Free. Adam Boltwood here, joined as always by the one and only Lawrence McKenna. Hey, how you doing? Very well, and uh, we've also got Dave O'Brien as well. Hi, guys. We are sitting in a coffee shop today. I like it. Why is that, Lawrence? Uh, because it was by, by my own suggestion. Because Lawrence insisted on it. I insisted um, on it because we, have a, <laughs> because we have a 360 camera for the show today. Yes, and that's what I got excited about, and therefore... You didn't want to do it in, say, an office environment. You wanted to come out here... I didn't want to do it in my office. I didn't want to do it in Dave's office. I didn't want to do it in This coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so here we are. We're sitting, in, we're sitting here to answer questions. Yes, we, we were worried to answer the questions. We were so worried that uh, another rival podcast would walk, walk in, in yeah. and it would end up with what Adam called an Anchorman-esque situation. It's all right, we'd have done them. I think the only way it could you go down. Yeah, I think we can all right. You'd bring out a hand grenade. It'd be all right, yeah, we'd throw some chairs and stuff. Well, if it isn't, then 90th of <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, anyway, on with the questions. We're going to do this half an hour question special. We're going to try and do this every week now, going out on Saturday. Saturday. Ooh, Saturday. Great day for a uh, very football Q&A. So the way that you guys had a little, you had a little planning session and now yeah, I'm, I'm finding out things live on the podcast. So the first question Go for it. is from Meshel uh, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Meshel Al-Saleem. Hello, Meshel. He said, out of front three, can England win the Euros with Roy Hodgson? That is a good question. It's a good question. Um, and seeing as this will be going out after England have just hammered Spain uh, at Wembley, Oh, actually, no, sorry, in Spain. Um, Dave, what do you reckon? I mean, what do you, what do you reckon of England's chance at the Euros? Because, you know, logic tells us that they don't have much of a chance. No, I think that's it, really, isn't it? If they fit in the right way, I think. if they, It's the likes of Ross Barkley, Oxley chamberlain It's these young players. If they're going to step up and become true internationals at the tournament, it's a massive ask. You know, Wayne Rooney's got to score goals. Sturridge has got to get fit. Welbeck's got to get fit. Harry Kane's got to continue scoring. There's just so much that England have to do as a football side. I don't think Roy Hodgson... Uh, plays the way they should be. Someone like Jurgen Klopp or someone that uh, sort of has that explosive yeah, style would would be good for England. But Roy Hodgson is just uh, for me, it's just not there. You know, there's two, there's, there's so many teams out there that would smash England any other week. For example, Germany. Do you think we've got the players though, Lawrence? Do you think we've got the players, yeah. the quality to win the Euros, or is it more of a question of like Dave's alluding to there that maybe Roy Hodgson doesn't know how to get the best out of those players? Because a lot, of, like he said, a lot of, you got a lot of young talent there. Deli Ali. Eric Dyer, I find Harry Kane. I do find there's a real problem with what we, what in England we're absolute about are the wrong things. I think we're very absolutist about our football. So if one thing is wrong or you know we can't see something lining up, 
it's suddenly, well, we're either winning it or we're not. Mm. And I think England, it doesn't mean that England don't have some good qualities to the team and that they don't have things that they can do. And I, I guess what I what confuses me a little bit is the, the fact that I see so many good players in that team, but I don't know why they aren't fitting together. Or I don't know why, say, England couldn't shut down a quality midfield because they've got a lot of players in there who are capable of shutting down Paul Pogba, capable of shutting down Germany's midfield, capable of shutting down... Uh, Spain's midfield as well and capable of outworking them and I think you know you look at Raheem Sterling up front who's now at Man City which I think has taken him to another level mm. look at Harry Kane I think he's becoming a more consistent striker and you look at someone like Adam Lallana and I think they all have something to offer the team the fact is that these these friendlies now are actually not a, a fantastic gauge because we're missing like Dave says Oxo chamberlain Walcott Sturridge Welbeck mm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if Sturridge will go but I mean, uh, if he's fit, okay. I, I'd prefer him as almost first choice striker if he was fit, but he won't be. Um, <laughs> so the, the, the problem is fitting all those things together. My back line would be Smalling, Smalling, probably Smalling Stones, to be honest. But that's yeah. a very young back, back line. But then you say you you look at that and you think, well, you know what? There's two fullbacks there who already look experienced. I mean, Nathaniel Klein looks so experienced when he plays, mm. and the same for. I don't know, I mean, who would you play at left back? Would you play Gibbs? Would you play D. Rose? Would Probably play, play Bertrand, maybe, would you say? What happens to Baines? I just think he Baines isn't good. It, at that level, he's not that good. He's not, you know, he lacks pace. Was he found level. out somewhere? Yeah, well, he is, isn't he? Yeah, he's a, he's a very good up. footballer, but as an international left back, you've got to be quick, and he's, that's something that he's not. And then, uh, so I think everyone's very absolutist about these things. Now, I think when you go through the team, then it's almost at odds with this absolutism because there's actually a team there that has the potential to play very well. Mm. Dave's right, though, that there is this. I don't know, there's almost like a Roy Hodgson malaise around the team. But I feel like, again, that's very absolutist and almost negative to say about then, a manager before he's even started. Yeah, but you, you've seen the last, the last what, X amount of years of him being manager. He doesn't play exciting football, he doesn't attack. You know, these are things that potentially we could talk on, you know, we could talk about at massive length. You know, the likes of Tony Pulis, the likes of Sam Allardyce, the likes of Louis Van Gaal, these are all defensive managers. Roy Hodgson is another defensive counter-attacking manager. And but that's very trendy at the moment. But it's, it's not it's trendy and it's not but working. He's, he's negative in other ways, is what you're saying. Yeah, well, what, what England needs is, a, is, a, is someone of Jurgen Klopp's ilk that takes these young players and gives them... Confident. The problem is we're absolutist about the wrong things. So we're very beige about Roy Hodgson, but we're not absolutist about the fact that actually he's the best that England could probably get at that time. Yeah, and, and then the that's, ma- that's, a, that's a massive issue with our coaching setup, is it not? A massive issue, but then other countries don't shy away from using coaches who are not their nationality. Yeah. England suddenly had a huge problem with Capello when there was a culture clash, and suddenly it was all Capello's fault. Bollocks! We those got England ousted, play- didn't he? Probably by England, a, a yeah, core of players. players didn't want to work. Yeah. Bottom line, some of them didn't want to work, and some of them didn't know how to work in, yeah. in a Capello camp. And the fact is, that's not good enough from a team no. that's supposed to be one of the best in the world. Is that another that issue that they have? These players are have such big egos because they are in in England, and they do get hyped up by the media. They do believe they're better better than they actually are, and they don't. They do not put the graft in, and Sterling, they don't. Sterling's got to start putting in. Some yeah, one hundred percent. He yeah. wants to justify that that price tag. So yes, England can win it. Will yes. they win it? No. no. Well, I think also though, most people don't feel that England deserve to win it. Yes, mm. I think that's a big one. Uh, question here from David. Ah. Uh, D. Shanahan. Dave, your name's. <laughs> he said, "Should Liverpool sign Alexander Pato?" A few rumours floating about in the last week or so that maybe they agreed. I mean, this a is January a, deal. This is. Uh, Anyone who's a friend of mine will tell you Alexander Pato was one of my favourite players growing up as a kid. 
I always wanted him to be a Liverpool player. But I want to see him at I want to see him at Anfield. Not now. In January. No, because he had his own personal troubles. I think he's he's gone back to Brazil. I think the going back to Brazil was probably a mistake. Going away from Europe and going to any other league and then not performing well enough there and yeah. being or being inconsistent there and having problems with the fans for a while the fans were booing him almost week in week out because he just wasn't putting in the performances yeah he reacted to that As one of my favourite players I just I, I, a few years ago under Benitez yes maybe maybe the time, the chance has gone also that. yeah also under Klopp I just don't I don't see how he's going to yeah, fit into a Klopp system all. he needs someone who's going to be full throttle and Alexander Pato is just going to get in he's going to be basically a Daniel Sturridge 2.0 just looking at his basic stats this season in um, Brazilian Serie A he's got 10 goals with 5 assists now? so he's playing for Sao Paulo Sao Paulo yeah which yeah. is a lovely kit they've got that they, they don't re- yeah like Liverpool lost to them in the um, cool. World Club Cup yeah yeah but then you look at the one you know you mentioned his inconsistencies. So at Squawk, we got the performance score, uh, which rates a player on a pitch. If you look at his man of the match performances in a season, he's played 31 games, got man of the match three times from this algorithm. But he's also got worst man of the match three times as well. Exactly. So that's where you see his level of inconsistencies that he potentially wouldn't work at Liverpool. But, but that's also part of the problem, I think, in judging Pato is that he's such a mercurial talent as mm. well, um, and he, there, there is this inconsistency. But also as that kind of striker. Maybe you're just going to have the off game. And yeah. maybe that, that's, I think that's you know, the thing, isn't you're it? You're not the worst through trying to be the worst, but you're the worst because you know your team doesn't play to your strengths or because mm. you know you get marked out of the game. That's the nature maybe of being a striker is that your head can't go down. Similar to Acardi this season in for Inter Milan, you know they're playing very defensive football. You know he top scorer in Syria last season. I think it was 22 league goals. This season he scored three goals in 12 games because he's not getting the number of chances again Mancini is another defensive manager I think we're sort of seeing a, a trend of defensive managers come into European football at the moment Great next question yeah. this guy's getting personal Connor's gone personal he said what did you guys study at uni and advice for someone looking to study sports journalism oh this is good isn't what it? did you study at uni uh, mathematics and statistical science oh I mean it's perfect isn't it oh, that, I bet that, you were good for a date when you were well, what, where was where, hey fella <laughs> I actually used that line a few times and it was quite successful what, what quite is funny. it oh what's your own number yeah, what's what was number? the answer oh, go how, how often was the answer Dave 16 <laughs> <laughs> a few the, times um, what, what university was uh, Queen Mary's in East London oh beautiful Lawrence what did you, where did you study and where did you go um I went to Goldsmiths, which is a, an arts university in South London. Don't look too interested. Um, I was a, I was a, uh, yeah. I what was, course did you do? Did you say? I did media communications. Now I did exactly the same course, exactly the same university, and I was in the year above you, wasn't I? Were you in the year ahead of me? Yeah. Did you two not meet at uni? I can't believe. I, I, I must have seen you at what, one of the. What year the, did you start? I don't Twenty eleven or two thousand. I think two thousand eleven. You started in 2011. Yeah, yeah. I graduated in 2009. What? I started. Okay, so I didn't start in 2011. I must have started like 2007. Yeah, so you've been the year below me. Yeah, so I started. Anyway, that, that's almost irrelevant. Unbelievable, lads. Yeah, that was terrible. The spur of this question is not the right thing. Adam and I went to the same university, which is why he was looking away from me because he knew. Adam, what did you get on the course? What did I get? Yeah, what was your final First grade? class honours. Me too, man. Um, Get it. <laughs> maybe showing how easy our degree was. Um, <laughs> media, mate, is uh, absolutely. For me, for me, for me, I picked media at just the right time. I went to the perfect university for it. I got, oh, yeah. I got the perfect. Uh, what I would say is, when you go to university, you go for a practical and uh, go for a practical and. Yeah, a, is, is sports journalism practical? I would, I would say maybe. I would say maybe not. I'd say if you want to be a journalist, mm. go for English, go for yeah. history, mm. and use your spare time to do what, to do your passion, because that way. 
if, say, sports journalism doesn't work out, you're not stuck with a very specialist degree? Yeah, I'd say, especially if you're looking to get into media, yeah. which you may well be, you have to sort of know how to do everything. So you can't just be like history. an editor, for example. Yeah. You well, I mean, you edit. could be if you absolutely know. But when I was 18 or whatever, I didn't know I absolutely wanted yes. to be one thing. But it seems nowadays that everyone wants you to have multiple skills and I think that's the, the key to it is just going with an open whatever you pick just yeah. going with an open attitude yeah, yeah, and yeah. take whatever learn as on much as you can. You know, yeah, learn that's one big thing if I went It'd back fine, to university I'd start all this type of stuff then like podcasts YouTube even before that when you're like you 15, go, 16 you know, do yeah. it now just be open minded to the experience because I remember some people when I first got back my first year at university were sort of like oh it's crap like they don't teach us like you do in school because you need like, you need a lot. That's a big tip for university as well. You've got to learn yourself. You've got to teach yeah. yourself stuff. The lecturers that you have, you know, they might not be the best. They might be more focused on their research because that's why they're there in yeah. some way. Especially at my university, one of the best universities in the world at research. Lecturers just didn't really give a shit. But then it's you've got to do it yourself. You've got to take is, that responsibility. Uni is not the same as school. Let's no. put it that way. And a lot of people assume we're, we're getting very off football. Here. Anyway, <laughs> um, but uh, tweet us and let us know what university you went to and how you pick your university. Because I imagine or a lot of people going to. or how you're going to pick. Yeah. Mm. Um, we love to see you in London. It's a great city to go to Curl University in. Mortar de Nazir on a similarly personal question. I feel like we helped him. He said, how old are you? How old are you? I'm 20. I'm old. I'm in my mid-20s. Seven. I'm 26. I just turned 27. It's 25. You're 25? Yeah. James a baby. I didn't realise that. Unbelievable. I'm 26. I'm 27. I'm, I'm the old wise head. I mean, just old. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're the old um, head. Grandpa Boltwood. shriveled head. <laughs> <laughs> <Clubs>. <laughs> What are your club's main targets in January? Ibrahim Rashid said, who should be your club's main targets? We've obviously got to get a striker. Who do we get? Who's available? There's not many people available, I'd say, for the for the. Do good Spurs strikers. need a striker? With yes. with Son coming back? I don't think with, Son with Clinton and G, you've got a lot of potential be, there. I feel like are they gonna be able to lead the line in I'd the way say that Harry Kane yes. does? I Isn't think Harry Kane will lead the line for the rest of the season. I think that's what it is. He gets injured in January, you know. But then, you know, if Harry Kane stays fit, then you've got no problem, have you? I, don't th- mm. I think even if he does stay fit, he's going to be completely exhausted by. I, I don't know. I think he's because he's had this bit of a break, hasn't he? No, he was injured. Yeah. He's been injured recently, hasn't he? I think Son. I think Son will be, be absolutely fine. Yeah. Okay. So an option. I still think Spurs' main target should be a striker. Mm-hmm. Who do you think Man United's main target should be? An attacker. Someone that creates things. Yeah, like a Memphis Lionel Depay Messi. A, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> no, I think yeah, I, I think we need a centre back still. I think we need a striker. Probably need another. Probably need an attacking midfielder. Um, Carl Oglu would be good, or maybe oh, you know, you're looking at Dominico Barabi would be absolutely excellent. You know, we need some pace in there, really. Yeah, everyone knows for, that for Liverpool. So it's, yeah, it's difficult with Liverpool because actually there's um, there's a lot of very sentimental players there. And replacing a player within the current team is letting go of the previous regime. Honestly, I think Lucas has really come into his own. I'm not sure that Liverpool fans or Jurgen Klopp probably has the best idea. I'm not sure Liverpool fans or anyone outside the club is best set to judge what they need. Because I think Jurgen Klopp is still working out whether the players fit his system or not. Six games in, I don't know. Like, Lucas has improved tenfold Mm. under Klopp. 
and looks like a great distributor. He looks yep. like an attack. He still looks a little bit slow. So, uh, as much as I've enjoyed his man of the match performances, his man of the match relative to what we knew under Klopp. I think like, we knew under it's Rogers. not your like biggest problem. I'd still think centre half. You need two centre halves. I think I'd say one centre half I'd, and bring Mamadou Sakho on. That, that, for I me, think the that, issue with Sakho is that he's been injured. You know, he's not been consistent. Like Rio Ferdinand says, you've got to be a cons- you've got to play consistent. That's why Smalling has been so good this year because he's played every single a minute available for Manchester United. I think though that's the problem is that Sakho actually suffered somewhat of a confidence of crisis of confidence yeah. under Brendan Rodgers, and that's being restored now. I would like to see the future of that centre back though it is not stable because Sacco may be uh, open to leave at any point as Sacco and someone else yep. which is why I wish Joe Gomez wasn't injured this season good point very good because point because I would love to see let's him start him whipping through <laughs> Adam bored up his face no I'm just yeah, thinking let's shut, shut up lads. half an hour special we've got like 15 minutes oh, left oh shit okay sorry um, so let's go very quickly through these uh, who is the world's best footballer aged 35 plus that's from Pisball Oh, um, Di Natale no maybe oh, right, okay, or yeah. Tony. I'd say Luca Toni actually yeah, at the moment how old's uh, old Francesco Dotti I bet he's done though in a way it's sad to say he's Fine. done he's um, finished that's a good good answer um, Dayson Adamson said what is your opinion on fans leaving early boo we're not a fan should have stick, stayed to the end especially since it was 2-1 Liverpool. I think it's a form of expression um, I think it's a form of getting home early, and I don't understand it. I don't, I, the thing is, I don't. I don't think you should always read. I think if there's masses of fans leaving, then there's definitely a signal there. I think people at football tend to act in, in group mentalities. If they see someone leaving, they're like, "Shit, we better leave too." Mm. That people group mentality changes. It, it, all those people are acting as individuals, but acting as part of a mass crowd. And I think, it, like reading, it's very difficult. I've never got it. Never got it at all. You know, the amount of goals I've seen at Old Trafford that people will be leaving like eight, ten minutes to go. Yeah, but Dave, you don't have a kid. You don't, you don't, you know, you don't. If I had a kid, I'd make him stay with me. We'd we just have to wait. Got a queue like good old British people. Yeah, but you don't have four hours there and four hours back. Well, if we did, we'd have to get some entertainment on the way, wouldn't we? (laughs) I I agree, Dave. Most people should gear their life in the right way. But I I still think that there's not enough nuance to when people leave because people go, well, they're just leaving because they're angry. You know? You know, I think it's it's a cultural thing in the UK that we need to change. Um, Finbar said Finbar McMahon said if you could only watch one footballer for the rest of your life who would it be and why this is Paige the co-host of Giggly Squad and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box and if you break it down it really comes out to two dollars a manicure which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Pin in the lift. Yeah, what's that mean? I mean, is, is he frozen in time playing football forever? Is, are we just going to watch Xavi Alonso yeah. pottering about at home or something? Yeah, literally. Do you just have it one camera? Do you have yeah, a 360 have camera on Xavi for the rest of his life? In the life? corner of your eye. That'd be quite fun, wouldn't it? Imagine oh, one mutter, a 360 camera on one mutter. No, that'd be yeah, sweet. I mean, yeah, you get culture. Um, you get culture, you get difficult bars. Again, I, if you see him on the pitch, are you like blinded to everyone else? You only yeah, can watch just one player running about. You just see grass around him and he's sort of weaving in between something. Messi would still be good with that. Yeah, it would be. Messi's yeah. body movement. I'd love to see Louis Spice. I mean, Louis um, Spice is a bit fascinating. And Neymar is obviously a very fun yeah. football. You want to watch someone who's fun, but then at the same time, I'd love to watch the calmness of Xabi. Paul Scholes would be like good. Zen. Yeah. Paul Scholes would be like a metronome, Dave. You'd feel yeah, very sort of zen after that. Adam bored out his face. No, I'm not. <laughs> Just tired. Cameron Falcon said, How annoyed is Squawker Dave that he said Aston Villa will be a, the surprise team this season? Crying face, crying face, crying face. Hashtag I am the, I am the whole. Hashtag TF3. <laughs> I still believe they will be. Ooh. I still believe there's time so in the season. We've only played, tw- we've played 12 games. I think with Remy Gard, that's a brilliant appointment. I think there's a, a number of players that have been underperforming in that Villa side. You know, the likes of Jordan um, Ayew should be scoring goals. Gusted should be scoring a lot more goals. Mate, Jordan Ayew is um, a questionable footballer. At you know, um, Viv, Viv Tu started off the season good, then got like dropped. Him. He needs to be in the team every week. I think there's a number of players there that just need to buck their ideas up, really, and sort themselves out. I think they'll happen under guard. I mean, we saw that what yeah. a great performance they had against City. Exactly, that's the thing, isn't it? It's time. It just, just needs time under guard. Yeah. You know, if he brings out this 4-4-2 diamond as well, that'd be quite nice to see in the Premier League for a return. Again, essentially, Again, yeah. they, they do not have time. They not, don't have time. They have time. That's the issue, isn't it? Relegation battle never. Yeah. Uh, we've got a question here from uh, Tension Salgior. He's asked five questions. In the interest of fairness, we'll only answer one. Okay. Um, he said, Neymar, second best instead of Ronaldo, question mark, in brackets, article from Squawker. <laughs> oh. What are you going to say about that, eh? Um, I'm going to say Rene- uh, Neymar right is third best and Ronaldo is second best. But Neymar is playing pretty well at the well, moment. At this current moment in time, Neymar's second best, but that's because Ronaldo's slightly out of form and maybe more interested in promoting his movie than... Uh, maybe, oh, yeah. come on. I mean, but then I'd also say I'll Luis say Suarez is, is, is arguably up there with Neymar. You know, people, people oh, keep yeah. mentioning Neymar being this player, but Luis Suarez for should me, be for me, Suarez there is as well. better than Neymar at the moment. Well, just in terms of... Um, that's pretty controversial. Just in terms of... I mean, what are you saying? Are we saying just in terms of... I'd say overall play, I'd say Suarez is a better player than Neymar right now. I think... They're different players. I think that's the thing. You can't treat them as uh, the same. But I think they both are... In terms of who, what would you want in your team, you'd want both of them. I think that's the thing. I don't think you can judge them. someone does, Dave. <laughs> well, they have all three of them, don't they? they yeah, have yeah, The yeah. best player in the world, the third best player, the joint, and then two third best players in the world. I'd say they have first, second, and third right now. Um, Ooh, Thomas lad. Lang said, another great free... <laughs> another great the front three podcast. What happens first? What will happen first? Spurs winning the Prem or Wales winning the World Cup? Spurs winning the Prem. Yeah. yeah, well, I. That's without a doubt. Yeah, there's That's, a lot of love for you know. Pochettino at the moment, isn't there? After that one oh, draw in North London. <laughs> um, Harry said, "Is a classic English number nine the key for England's success in the future?" No. Sort of touching upon what we said. No. no. It's a style and identity of football. Yeah, you, a number nine would be great, but not a classic one. I don't know. It depends what you're playing, isn't it? I think that's it. It's to do with the philosophy and whether you want to play. Direct football. Yeah. I mean, it would be... We don't it really have be, a philosophy. The thing, That's well, it. I mean, th- I think England want a philosophy and they're working to... Uh, their philosophy is currently apathy. But do you, not, <laughs> do you think Do you think it would be good to take uh, Andy Carroll, say, to the Euros? Saw the impact he had against certain teams. Although, yeah. although it wasn't against Chelsea. But no, I'd rather... I'd, I wouldn't take Andy Carroll. No? Nope. I okay. think that we've got better younger forwards and I think that's what we've got to... Fair enough. We've There's got a lot of forwards to go today, for the you know, you've got Vardy, Sturridge, 
yeah. Kane, um, Welbeck, you said earlier. Yeah, I know, but Carroll as well. That's five. You know, even said Berahimo, and then then there's the Kids Wayne Rooney. Yeah. Berahimo. I'd say Wayne Rooney's only striker in his team, but anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next question. There's a lot of questions from last week, so we'll try and get to them very okay. quickly. Do you want um, to do a lightning round? Lightning round. Yeah, yeah one each, really. Kalo Navas, best goalkeeper in the world right now? No, incorrect. Um, who's better right now? Richard says this. Uh, Nathan Redmond or Memphis Depay? Memphis Depay in training. In training? What? Yeah. Dave's been um, to training. Uh, why are you late? Um, because. That was from last week. Yeah, wasn't yeah, it? yeah, because. yeah. Sorry, we're, early not late. Today. we're not late this week, we're early. Um, are Arsenal real title contenders, said Tom Havinga. That was last week before the North London derby. Yes, they still are. Okay. Um, what's the best free kick you've ever seen, said Soliman oh, on Twitter. Mine has to be Cal Anoglu versus Dortmund in 2014. That was, the, that was from the halfway line, that one. Lobbed Vieden Vieden Carlo, whatever he's yeah. called. I'd say Ronaldo versus Portsmouth, 2008. Really? I was there live. I saw Thierry it, I saw it swerve away. Yeah. I'd say Thierry Henry. And then the, the, the invention of the knuckleball. Do you remember like the first Ronaldo knuckleball was yeah. probably... Well, that, that was when was that the first one? It wasn't was, the first one. It was the first one that really moved. Do you remember Roberto he used to Carlos say that it was... Banana that was a good one. <laughs> uh, uh, Giannini Oponibucano had a oh, lovely God, one yeah, from yeah, the when they were at their best. But then also, do you remember Ronaldo used to say that it was to do with kicking the valve on the ball? Chat shit, didn't he? Yeah. Do you reckon he got banged? Uh, no. The ball got banged. No, yeah. Roman Oseguera. Thanks, Roman. Said what made you guys want to start a podcast Hashtag friendship wasn't well. it just the banter I think it was friendship wasn't I it I think I said banter <laughs> and he just texted us in a group yeah. text that and we <laughs> just went yes banter yes and then somehow it set up its own stream and stuff did you say yeah and it became branded podcast yeah um, Luke MUFC said does Dave still stand by what he said about Billy's doing bad yeah. at West Ham Payet's injured now they're going to be on the absolute fall 3-4 it's going to be for yeah, cool. West Ham um, Victor Munoz Munez? Munez. Oh, Twitter said, uh, it does say M-U-N-O-Z. It's a good name. Munoz. Non-football question, but would like to hear your thoughts, guys. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, this will never work. Um, there are rumours that the NFL wants a team in London in the future. There were suggestions that the Glazers could rename their team the Manchester Buccaneers, but still have them based in Florida. Would you guys like a team in England, an NFL franchise in England? I'm not all that bothered about NFL um, right. coming to England, but... I'm something about the glo- no it doesn't sit right sorry it's something about the fans having to travel too far it's taking the game away from the people who have set it up it's moving yeah. everything away I think you'd have to set up almost a completely new sport to mm. do it that way you can't do it any other way can I also mention while we're talking about that uh, NBA are NBA are talking about sponsorship on their kids and um, I thought that was fascinating because they've had little bits of sponsorship so the 360 camera can see up on the right hand shoulder yeah. for a little while now Always, I mean, for a couple of years. But they were talking about literally selling the space on the front of the All-Star jersey. Now, what I thought was interesting was the fact that they did not take that for granted and there was discussion within the league. Whereas in football, it's literally like sponsorship goes all over the kids yeah. and wherever you can fit they it. They put it on their heads if they could. And yeah, we, take it, we take it as given. So I'm wondering what you guys think. Should we, should we be trying to reduce the number of sponsors in the game? I mean, should we try and be going for better sponsors? What do we go for? Because I know the NBA is very selective in that sense. Like They only go for the biggest brands with the most amount of money. And, you know, they've got the Sprite Slam Dunk competition. They're lucky because they get to pick and choose. But the Premier League hasn't made it that way. Not many other leagues have. So if we would do that, would we get a better brand of football? Would we get, would we get a better brand of sponsorship and better brand of kit? Maybe. You'll never know. <laughs> well, you might know. I, maybe. I, I don't know. I, I think um, there may be a breakaway sect at some point. Karam Sura said, Javi says Wilshere would be one of the best in Europe if he wasn't injured. 
Yeah. Thoughts? Correct. Um, yeah, if we'll he, show a massive he, potential, you know, if he always kept injured. that potential that he, you know, the Bayern Munich game everyone remembers, and, and there's oh. other games in the Champions League, Barcelona, where he pretty much schooled Ch- Xavi and Iniesta when they were mm. at their peak. But yeah, it's, he, he would be very, very good if he weren't injured, and that's I a big thing. Good articles about mm. Iniesta recently. Speaking of which, Iniesta. Mm. Um, da Capo said Zidane or Iniesta. And I think it's an interesting question because I think you automatically go Zidane. No. But you look Iniesta. at Iniesta, the amount of trophies he's won, the influence he had on that Barcelona team, the Spain yeah, team. Exactly, exactly he's won so much. Whereas Zidane, Describe, although he was an incredible player, this is win. what I think is a fun game. Describe Iniesta's game. He's a ball playing, attacking central yeah, midfielder. How does he do that, Dave? Like, what, what's the look? It's his feet. I, yeah, I love his watching feet. his feet. Yeah. And it's the same with Zidane. It's both in their feet, essentially. Zidane was for me. Zidane was more first touch. Iniesta is more After of a first dribbler. touch. Yeah, yeah. So Zidane was more. He was thinking ahead of you in a different way. Yeah. Whereas Iniesta is thinking ahead of you, but in By a very direct. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to challenge yeah, and go. Yeah. So he'll shuffle and go sideways. Whereas Zidane will receive it and instantly be five feet that way. Yeah. So both are fun to watch. But for Spain, and I think for that reason, Zidane for me looks more influential. But Iniesta's more of a... He does smaller things, and yeah. they come and go throughout the game. In the last three seasons, Iniesta has registered more assists than any other player in the Champions League. How many goals? Big caliber. He, he doesn't like score that many goals. That's score not really his role, well, is it? When he does he's score, a, he wins the World Cup. Exactly, so yeah. <laughs> big, big... I think that's another thing that we've not... You know, Zidane obviously scored that volley, but Iniesta, the first assist for the Rakitic goal in the Champions League final last year, scored the winning goal in the World Cup final. You know, he scored the goal and got them through in the semi-finals as well we're, we're, against Chelsea. I think when he retires, people are going to be like, "Wow!" Like, well, I'd, I'm always going to hold him in higher esteem than Zidane. What I would say is the Zidane uh, film is good. You know, when you watch him play for the full it's 90, 90. Yeah. it's a good, it's a good watch. It's I reckon the Iniesta one would have been good, and it's that. Ooh, it still know. could be. Let's make it. Yeah. Most than two eight nine said, "Who is the best number ten cam in the world, past or present?" I am the whole. Also, how eager is Lodzcast to hear Swish? Oh, good question. Yeah, I'm very eager. To, it's Kanye West's new album. Oh I'm right, okay. camera here. Swish. Uh, West <laughs> I don't like that type of music. Very, uh, what are you, more of a uh, Libertines kind of guy? Uh, yeah, probably about 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Libertines? Uh, yeah, you look like the kind of guy who's into music from 10 <laughs> years ago. That's um, I, I music is kind of these West red hot chilli peppers. You're like, like Nickelback now. <laughs> Nickelback have made many seminal works. Heard these Blink 182s? One, one Blink 182s. Classic. I like some 41. Um, what, what about the best number 10 in the world? The best number 10 in the world ever. Past or present in the world? Raquel May was number 10, but he wasn't really a number 10, was he? He was, he was, he was a deep 10 if he was, he was so 10. Good. Raquel May was incredible. Imar was lovely to watch. Kaka, I'd say. My favourite. Kaka was deeper for me. No, no, he's still a number 10, I reckon. <laughs> in his heyday. When they played the old um, Christmas tree or... Uh, maybe the, the you know, sort of diamond in midfield. Yeah, I, or see, I even a stri- like Kaká in his when he was really really good, sort of played as a forward. Yeah, Kaká was, was a as a striker. striker. Yeah, no, yeah, second striker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, who's the best number ten? Could you call Gerard a number ten at one point, even though he's a number Oof. eight? He was, he played he number ten. He was a second striker. Yeah, yeah, but he played number yeah. ten just off sw- um, Torres. Torres. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other ones off the top of my brain. Well, Ronaldinho. No, it's not really United not position. Really United position, which is weird, isn't it? I mean, you've got more of sevens and nines. Yeah, seven nines. Our ten was more, you know, the focus on our ten was more of a striker. Yeah, yeah. So not really, you know. I would have loved to see Raquel, mate. Um, you know, it would, it would have been brilliant. Yeah. David Offerman says, "What would be the formation to trump the currently prevalent four-two-three-one?" That is a difficult question. Four-three-three. Uh, four-three-three. Uh, four, a bit. 
that was in. I, th I think the 4-3-3 will come back or a 4-5-1 will come back because that is the natural counter of that formation. I think I think in the next few years we will see a 4-3-3 win the Champions League. We kind of had that last year, no? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't see your. I didn't see your little well, cheeky face smiling. Two. I don't know, guys, but I think four three three is going to win uh, some stuff in football. Dragon at three five two. Well, no, 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 no! Don't get Dave started. There's don't get Dave started bits. on three back. You see a few little managers playing it. I want to see. I want to see two. What? Well, Guard, see Guardiola's playing that, isn't yeah. he, at the moment? Guardiola, yeah, yeah. 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 But I want to see that be more prevalent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. WM. I suppose, but that's the problem. Well, it's a two, three, no, it's WM, five. Because if you're looking at it, yeah, it's WM. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm, That'd be interesting. I want to see more twos. Do you know what I mean? I'd like to see a, a proper three-four-three three again. I love a three-four-three. Three. Yeah, yeah, a bit yeah. risque, but with, though. But with a with a wide diamond or a narrow diamond, and then well, this is the game, isn't it? Ollie flat says. Four. Ollie says. Thoughts on Salford yeah, exactly. City and the project going on with the class of '92. How far can they go? They can only go so far. They've, they've got Lim, who's the billionaire there at the moment. Do you remember Lim? Yeah, 50% of, of the club. He's essentially going to be the one that will push this forward. Because there's only yeah. so far that footballers' millions will go. You need billions. To I think they'll get get definitely the get into the Football League within the next five years. Yeah. It's fantastic what they've done so far. I mean, when I say it's fantastic, they've changed the club kits, they've rebranded it, and they've done a lot of things that I would hate if it was my club. Yeah, yeah. Part of oh, me right. thinks, do these fans even want this? Or well, are they actually very happy with where the club was? And football's not all about going up the leagues. Check, check out the documentary. It's brilliant. Like There is a fan yeah, there good. that does sort of say, you know, he did. The club sort of helped him from alcoholism, you know, gave him a role there and so forth. It was, it's a brilliant story just yeah. for this bloke. And he's sort of like, he doesn't, doesn't quite like the change. And it's sort of like what you're saying. He comes into their club and, he's, and now they're changing it. And, it's, and then it's got to keep that, that base of being the commu a community team and helping the community out. I think that's the most important thing. And that Where was, for, me, get, for me, that was the issue of the doc was that actually they were paying a lot of lip service to that as a process, but I'm not sure that they always respected it. Yeah. So they would go. Oh, it's very important we do this, and it's very important that they know this, or they, or you know, that we express this to the fans first. But I don't always know that they were doing it. I, th I think they, they, you know, they, they do. One of the big things when Peter Lim took over, they did speak to the uh, share. Yeah. This not the shareholders, the yeah, supporters trust. Them. They told them. They told them. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. That, that's the difference. That's the issue. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they There's no consultation. It's no, just no, yeah, well, we're doing. This. We're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. We've we sold just you should know first. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I, there's still there's still a disenfranchisement of the fans. Exactly, but I, it gave me a lot more respect for Gary Neville. Uh, I, every yeah. time I see and hear Gary Neville in media, I like him more and more yeah. and more. It's a good guy. Uh, I, I like Phil as well, but they're two very different characters. They are definitely. Yeah. Final question from Addy S. He said, "In honor of his birthday, oh. is Lam the best right back? Good question. Level of consistency and collection of titles. I'm not sure. Best about right back ever. Cafu. Cafu. World Cup. Champions I mean, we're talking League. About I think Cafu's." Rams won, won that and then true, so. this is true. No, that's a fair point. Honours is, honors is nothing here. I prefer like, consistency Cap over time. The problem is, right, that it, it, he's the best modern day right back for mm. me. Cafu was in a transition phase. If you look at the best modern day right back, then I think Lam has it all. And oh, yeah, beats definitely. other people uh, who are maybe just quick. But then, you know, Guardiola messing about with him putting him in central midfield last season. He should have just been playing fullback and they might have won the Champions League. But there you go. That, but that's what that's that's the critical thing. Whereas before, I think they, it was much more of a flat back four. Now it is much more like a two. Mm. Danny Alves would be another. I'd say Danny. I'd, to be honest, I think Danny, I'd prefer Danny Alves than Philip Long. Wow, I prefer that's Long. controversial. Well, on that note, that wraps up the questions podcast. This week, the first ever questions podcast. I'm going out on Saturday. Hope people Happy enjoyed Saturday. that. 
There's no football this week. Oh, well, there is, but it's international. Yeah, that's yeah, why we answered the old England no question. It's England themed, you see. Can they win the Euros? Um, so, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. I think we're going to try and do this every week from now on. Yep. One episode hour long going out on Wednesdays, the news and the talking points. Q&A special on Saturdays, half an hour long. You people seem to enjoy the, the, the people, idea of that. You the freaks whole. <laughs> seem to enjoy it. You lovely people were very happy that we were proposing to do it two weeks, so we hope that this, you know, uh, hits, the, hits the mark, is what yeah, I'd say. Good. So, uh, thank you very much for listening. Lawrence, where can the good people find more of your work? Lostcast, L-O-Z-C-A-S-T. And David, where can the good people find you? S-Q-U-A-W-K-A-D-A-V-E. On Twitter. Find where can people find you, Adam? At Adam Boltwood on YouTube at The Football Republic. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>